My first major interest in life was magic. I was a magician. My first job was working in the lobby of an upscale car wash where people would come to have their vehicles detailed. It was wonderful. It was a first experience at what it's like to do what you love on all levels. And I had a real experience of seeing how various people react to magic. For the most part, my close-up magic ignited a sense of wonder within them. I noticed that younger children emerging from a new generation often fell into the habit of scrutinizing and dissecting my performances to uncover the trick behind it all. But of course, that's not the point. I mean, to some extent it is. The point is to trick you, but the intent is to delight you. So the reason for tricking you is to fill you with delight, to fill you with wonder and awe, to open your mind and your heart to new possibilities. And that's actually one of the reasons I stopped doing magic, because after a certain amount of mastery, magic had lost its allure for me. I wanted to experience real magic, and eventually I did. And I'm happy to share that story with anybody who wants to talk with me over the phone or in person. After leaving behind magic as an occupation, <laughs> there was one magic trick that I've continued to carry with me to this day. And it's a very simple trick, and it's not one any magician ever taught me. It was actually one of the first times when, as a magician, I was able to watch a magician doing a magic trick on television, and I was able to tell how that magic trick had been done or how it could be done. And there have been many other times when I was able to tell how magic tricks could be done or were done on many different occasions. However, this was really special because it really blew my mind still. And I think the reason the magic trick blew my mind so much was because there are no props. It involves some sleight of hand, but very little. And yet, it fills anyone who experiences this magic trick with awe and wonder if they happen to be open to it. And they can let go of trying to figure out how it's done for a little while. Because... I think that this trick, if you pass it around the world, you might find that you can learn to share a little bit of magic with everybody, but don't have the point of it to be to uncover how it works. Instead, have the point of it be to expand others, to help others remember that magic is everywhere and that it is our choice 
to produce magic in our lives. And one thing I notice these days is that we seem to be so grounded in a kind of material, mechanistic view of the world that takes reductionism as far as it can go, seemingly, to the extent of draining every bit of magic out of everyone's experience. Now that said, I've been blessed with the ability to see and perceive the magic that's all around us every day, no matter what environment we find ourselves in and no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in. There is so much reason to have hope. Hope in the present, a recognition of your own power and how much you can influence the world mostly through what you don't do. After going through lockdowns, we can certainly see the impact that taking a pause and taking a breath and taking some space has on us all. Many perceive the impact as very negative and others perceive the impact as very positive. And this is where we've been given a glimpse into the balance between stillness and movement, the movement of our thoughts, the movement of our industrialized world moves at breakneck speed. Clearly, there's a lot of wonderful movement we can be doing every day. Life can indeed be a dance, no matter your circumstance. There are so many times in our lives where we have a meeting at work, and everybody's talking, everybody's contributing. In the way, everybody's kind of playing a role, depending on their position in the company or organization. And yet, I'm sure many times, in many people's heads, there's always this thought that the direction the meeting is going in doesn't make sense. And for blue-collar workers, working on a construction site or a factory floor, or wherever they may happen to be, there are so many instances when they see tons of waste happening all the time, wasted energy with bureaucratic layers of political organization within any company or organization. And aside from the waste that happens within the pool of human resources, in those kinds of jobs, it's very evident to the workers how much waste is happening with regard to physical, material resources. In fact, they experience some of the most heartbreak because they see all the plastic that ends up in our oceans, all the food that gets thrown away. So the movement we all need to do, whatever our circumstances may be, 
is highly unique to each individual. You have something uniquely special and inherently essential to contribute to the whole. I grew up in the desert, moving from Las Vegas to Phoenix, Arizona in the middle of high school. The high schools I attended were both art schools, so I was surrounded by very open-minded people, a welcoming community, and creativity was actively encouraged. And it helped me really get through high school. In many ways, I wanted to give up over and over again. And without that creative outlet that was accompanying the more rigid, boring, and rote classes, I really don't know how I would have gotten through my education. In my studies, I mastered digital art from a purely creative standpoint. And of course, digital art is always evolving, so I'm way behind now. And I also focused heavily on digital filmmaking and technical theater. So for theater, I'd help construct sets for various plays, set up lighting and sound for performances of all kinds. And I also learned a lot about video editing, cinematography, videography, and I developed a really deep understanding of just how profound these art forms can be in brightening our lives, opening our minds, and softening our hearts. After graduating high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And looking back on it, that makes perfect sense. Even now, I'm not sure what would have been the perfect decision. Because in the end, looking back, I made all the perfect decisions based on my circumstances. And that's something you can grow to realize the more you awaken into your spirituality is to see even when you were being destructive or seemingly making mistakes, all of it was just a perfect journey to get you to exactly where you want to go and exactly where you're meant to go. There is a psychological ego that continuously patterns to self-sabotage because many of us have been raised in an environment where we've really been programmed to do that and a lot of that has to do with a complexity of factors but when you are able to perceive beyond your own psychological ego in a way that is able to sustain itself, you start to recognize the perfection of you. You start to see the perfection within your imperfection. Even though I had no idea what I wanted to do, my parents insisted that I go to college. And I went through a lot 
during my college years, including taking a break from college as a result of becoming engrossed in a very destructive relationship that makes up the potentially most painful year of my life. <laughs> 